Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the finishing moves, the finishers coming to Destiny 2 and Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can click the link below. Come on into the channel. I'm probably live right now. Usually these hit the feeds when I'm going live. Uh, and if not, you can always like and subscribe and share these and follow these feeds wherever they show up. So the finishing moves are way more exciting than we initially probably conceived of. I think a lot of people looked at these and thought, what on earth? Why are there finishing moves in Destiny? What is this like? Uh, clearly taking its inspiration from Doom. If you haven't played Doom 2016, number one, what are you doing? Why haven't you played it? It's amazing. Get it. Uh, number two, it's a really, really great way to add some spice to the combat, but it isn't just sort of a flourish, something to show off and feel cool. It actually goes beyond that. So I wanted to walk through a talk as we got more information as we got more information about the finishing moves, I wanted to talk about it in its own video because I do think there's a lot of great potential here, both with the artifact, the mods, as well as just the different ways finishers can show up and be used in a strategy, sort of strategic way. So first, I just want to talk about the aesthetic of the finishing moves because there are there are going to be people, I think, that maybe misunderstand what's going on. They might even criticize it. Uh, they might even say, oh, it's pay to win. I, I want to explain what the aesthetic like what's going on with the aesthetic? Thank you, Crump, for gifting five subs. Guys, check the chat if you want to see if you got one or not. Um, second, I want to talk about how does it work? How does it work? Uh, we're going to talk about that. You know, what's going on? How is it implemented? How can you change it? And then lastly, I want to talk about strats and builds. Strats and builds that might come from this with respect to things that you're going to do. I've already got one I want to work on and build. I think it's going to be really, really fun. So if you want to hear about my planned build, I'll tell you about it at the end of this video. So the aesthetic. Basically, they are referring to these as combat emotes that everybody gets right out of the gate. You're going to get these. You're not going to have to do anything to earn these. They're just going to be sort of in the game as what they're referring to as a combat emote. And the way that they're doing this is everybody gets like the same ones, but also they're going to have like different animations and different flourishes in the Eververse store. So we need to be clear about this. This is a thing that everybody has access to. It is a mechanic in the game, but the actual flourish in the animation can be changed, but that doesn't change what it does. That's done with something else. We're going to talk about that in just a second. So if you don't want to do a roundhouse kick, you want to do maybe a backflip kick or a bicycle kick. I don't know if there's going to be a bicycle kick. I'm just using that as an example. They did like the sweet chin music roundhouse kick thing and the one for the Titan, and I got really excited. But if you want to change that to maybe like a bicycle kick where you flip backwards, just as an example, again, that is something you'll be able to buy from the Eververse. Now, we don't know if they're going to make these earnable in other places. Maybe there could be really, really cool animations from the raid or something that you only get from beating the raid. That'd be really awesome. Maybe tie it to something that's done in the raid. Maybe you steal the the melee animation from one of the bosses or something. That could be really cool. Now, they may roll out multi-equip at a later time. That's something else that was said by Luke Smith. So if you want to have multiple animations, another reason to maybe buy, spend some money in the Eververse, or find and unlock ones from other places, that's something that you they might want to roll out in the future. So this is just the first iteration on sort of the aesthetic influence of the finishers in the game because they may again let you do a multi-equip in the future kind of like right now you can have four emotes instead of just like one or two they might do something similar with finishers now how does it work let's talk about how it works because i think some people are kind of unclear on this they might not have watched there's actually some new mechanical things we've learned just from screenshots and even from an interview 
Enemies that get to a certain low health actually flash. Again, if you play Doom, you're familiar with this. Their whole body gets like a ripple flash on it. There's also an icon over their head that appears. There seems to be a window of time where that will go away. In the screenshot that we saw, there's like a circle with an with a with a bigger circle with a smaller circle inside, and it looks like that circle inside grows and it might get to a point where it expires and goes away. We're not actually sure how that works, but that's kind of my theory. Now, the reason that there's not just a flash, but there's also an icon, is if I'm not facing an enemy and my friend gets him low and I turn, I don't need to be told I can finish him. I'm going to see it. If you're in the public space, if you're running a match-made strike, that's a great thing because you might not be talking to the people that you're playing with, and that's just an in-game clue as to, oh, I can do a finisher move on this guy. I might not have seen that initial flash. Now, when you do the finishing move... There's like a third-person animation. You do a little bit of a flourish. These are not active in Crucible. You wouldn't want them to be active in Crucible anyway. If you want to melee finish somebody, you want it to be fast, not slow, and flourished. You can take damage while doing the animation. This is where it can start to get really cool, though. You're not just doing something because it looks cool. Mods can actually be slotted that make finishers strategic. And the one that I've been seeing and you know mentioned the most is it'll consume half of your super, but it'll drop a heavy brick for your entire team. So obviously in or you know in in activities in places like raids and challenging pinnacle activities, this could play an enormous role in feeding your team heavy ammo for damage cycles. One of the things Luke Smith made very clear in his director's cut is they really want to change the idea of just standing and dumping ammo into a boss. So I would anticipate going into more fights where there's maybe a forced you know, multiple phases of damage, or may make it very difficult for you to one phase. And if it's difficult for you to one phase, you're going to want to consider strategy on how do you feed ammo to your team? Yeah, that's even more like Doom. That is true. In Doom, you do it for ammo replenishing. It's a great way to make sure you keep your ammo high. That's one of the things I loved about it in Doom. It adds a layer of combat strategy to your movement and closing gaps. Same thing is going to be happening here in Destiny. There's also some that we saw like replenishing shields and health and things like that. This could definitely turn into something where you're taking on a specific role. And again, if they're forcing end game pinnacle activity engagements to go to multiple damage phases, you're going to want to be able to have control over the flow of ammo. Now, keep in mind, Armor 2.0 is bringing with it ammo finders that work better and they clue you in that they're working by making the ammo brick glow so it does sound like we're going to be more in control over the flow of ammo than we were prior and that's going to be good considering they may be nerfing well not maybe nerfing they're going to be nerfing a lot of our abilities to generate lots of super and use supers and just melt bosses they're going to be toning some of that down so it's going to be good to have control over ammo economy because it's been a humongous criticism since leviathan and being in the callus room and like celebrating seeing an ammo brick ammo economy has been very poor in destiny up to this point more control over it i think is a good thing now there does seem to be loss of varying amounts of super for the perks it's not always the same sometimes we saw it was like 15% and then we saw the one that takes like 50% we also saw footage of people doing it and there was no super being drained maybe that's when you don't have any perks slotted you're just doing it for fun it's just something that you like to do if you want to run it constantly and, and not have to worry about taking from your super you can probably like not slot any mods I don't think you're going to do that and here's why the last part of the video strats and builds <clears throat> and here's where I'm going to tell you 
one of my builds I'm already planning on doing. I am calling it the Genji Jolly Rancher build. If you're not familiar with Genji, he's a guy from Overwatch who throws ninja stars the whole time. It's really, really fun to play as Genji. And right now, if you go into a Nightfall with Brawler on, a Hunter on Way of a Thousand Cuts can basically be like Genji. If Brawler's on and you run Ophidia Spathe, you can basically throw your Knife Trick Knives the entire time. Now, there's multiple layers at play here because of Armor 2.0. My plan is to spec into as much intellect as I can so my super is regenerating as fast as possible. I'm going to spec into melee as well because I want to constantly be getting my melee back. Playing with fire is obviously fueling that. So is Gambler's Dodge. So is Ophidia Space. Double knives. Now, in addition to that, I want to run hands-on on my mark, on my cloak. Hands-on gets more super energy from melee kills. And then the crowning jewel, the capstone to all of this, is the finisher that uses 50% of my super and creates a heavy brick for my entire team, hence the Jolly Rancher. I'm going to be putting purple Jolly Ranchers on the game, on the ground, the entire time for my team. So I'm building myself to constantly generate super, to feed my super with hands-on, to constantly have melee. So I'm Genji, and I'm making Jolly Ranchers for my team. I'm constantly hitting, as soon as I hit 50% super, I'm going to use the finisher move, and I'm going to put those purple bricks on the ground. You have to think about what this may do to the flow of combat if I'm constantly feeding bricks to my team and they're running heavy ammo you know builds with like grenade launchers and stuff that can be a great great way to keep that flow of damage and to keep your team really really high and if they really really bring some of the challenging content we may need builds like this now here are some questions I have for Bungie that remain to be answered this is going to hit YouTube I'm recording this August 22nd so we may get answers in the TWAB or something so be kind to me in the comments if this gets answered after I recorded it okay what happens to my strat when the season ends they did indicate the artifact resets those mods go away they indicated in some of the interviews that some of the mods might come back or some of the mods might be too popular to let go of and then let them stick around they're going to wait on community feedback from that but some of these strats are going to get kind of reset now that's a good thing that keeps things fresh that keeps things new i got to come up with something new next season but they did say they're considering bringing some of them back so i think they are kind of on the mindset of like we want the artifact to keep things fresh but we don't want to take away somebody's prized build that they were really enjoying unless it's replaced with something else that's really nice because if there's another build that I can kind of spec into with new artifact perks and things for finishers that would be really really exciting so if they're not going away or they're going away either way I'm excited I think finishing moves are awesome they're not just a combat emote or flourish there's multiple layers of strategy and it's a great capstone for some builds so we're going to go to Q&A in just a second if you're watching or listening to this in all the other locations please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about finishing moves coming to Destiny 2 and Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. Click the link below to come over to the live channel and hang out with us, and you can join the Q&A. We're going to jump right into the questions. We got one here from Big Mama Salami. I like this uh, name. Are finishers going to end up being part of the Eververse if they all do the same thing? Are Bungie going to start adding different animations this got answered in the talk but yes and this is where a lot of people need to have that dividing line in their mind you are not buying power okay you are not you are not buying power you're buying the animation it's an emote it's no different than buying an emote where you like sit in a chair the power comes from the 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 perks and the artifacts that that's that's uh that's something that is completely separate. So you can't buy power in the Eververse. Vanguard with 22 months, welcome back. 
Next question. Dagnabbit Ben. So, if you had to guess, how many different variants of finishing moves do you think there will be? And with that in mind, do you think they will sell those variants in the Everest? Another question just like the first. Now, as far as variants go, I would think that if you have a variant for, like, each attunement, well, each, you know, solar... Solar Void and Arc, right? So you go to the Eververse and they have a Solar Void and Arc and then they rotate those weekly, you know? That's what I would think. Having 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 ones that are different. So like, you, you go on the Titan, he's going to have one for Solar Arc and Void and then you can go into... You can go into the Eververse and buy those as well. We might have a lot of questions about this, so I'm going to just start skipping right over them. It's understandable you guys submitted these questions. We got on a tangent about other things, and I was ranting about other things, which happens a lot on the stream, and we didn't. We had to kind of wait on Q&A. Or, I'm sorry, on the actual talk. So, Next question comes from Enchanter's Table. Hey, Lono, fun question. What was your craziest dream finishing move idea? Thanos, Snap, Slap, ETC... I don't know. I'm kind of thinking like a, you know, like a Ryu or Ken where you jump in the air and actually spin kick might be kind of neat. I think like a bicycle kick would be kind of neat. You you, you know, you fly back. Um, I don't know. I, we don't want to get, I, I, I would worry about it getting too meme oriented or gimmicky. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to see somebody doing like, you know, the stone cold Steve Austin stun move or something like that might be a bit much but as I say it I think they'd probably sell a lot of them so I don't know we'll see (laughs) we'll see what they come up with (laughs) the people's elbow yeah I don't know (laughs) we'll see I think it'll probably be more in the line of different flourishes and moves like the guile you know bicycle upper kick you know um I don't know. Sonic Boom! Tech Sarge. Will the finishers have a position influence in PvP? No. No, 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 no. They're not active in PvP. And since you can take damage in them, you wouldn't want them active in PvP anyway. You would just die because you'd proc them by accident, maybe. Yeah, his flash kick. I wasn't saying Sonic Boom. I know he doesn't say that when he does the flash kick. Sonic Boom is just like a, you know, an easy one to remember. Chuck says, do we know how much finishers there'll be per class, even subclasses? I saw two ones. Yeah, we don't know that yet. They haven't said if there's one per per arc void or solar. They actually haven't said that. I envision them being one for each, but we don't know yet. Maybe they've said it in other interviews. Maybe I missed that, but I've not seen them say how many. Tech Sarge, do you think spawning heavy ammo from finishers make people want to use them more, or do you think it could break the ammo economy? Well, I think they're going to move away from just all-out boss melts. I I happen to think they're going to move away from that. And so, increasing the effectiveness of Ammo Finder, increasing the effectiveness of your control over ammo economy with a finishing move that can literally feed your team heavy, I would think it'll feel a little bit more like... like Oryx and... If Oryx and Wrath of the Machine had a baby... So when you played Wrath of the Machine and you had the gauntlets on, there was heavy ammo everywhere. And we were melting bosses in, in, in Wrath. Being able to melt bosses with tons of heavy ammo doesn't really help you, though, on the Siege Engine. And it wouldn't necessarily help you against Oryx. 
So I could see there being more of a marriage of those two worlds where, yeah, you can feed yourself really, really healthy doses of ammo economy, but you're not going to be able to just stand on a well and one phase a boss. They're going to take that away from us. Now, I don't think they're going to go back into old content and make changes, but I definitely think going forward, their philosophy about difficulty and boss fights is going to shift away from stand in this circle and empty your guns and then the, the boss dies. I think we're definitely going to move away away from that with the buff and the debuff changes with the obvious indication that well of radiance is being targeted for a nerf um i think it's very clear that that boss fights and things are going to change so and personally i think it'd be more fun if i felt the freedom to say oh i can use my grenade launcher in more instances i can use my heavy thing uh in more instances and not feel like I'm robbing my melt fest. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right now, you sort of you sort of sit on your heavy ammo and wait for the melt and it'd be cooler to be like, "Oh, there's heavy ammo everywhere. I'm going to I'm going to fire off some grenade launcher rounds here. I'm going to get rid of this major extra fast. Uh, I don't have to close the gap here. I can just hit him with a grenade." You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those things where I definitely think if you're if you're going to be limiting how fast we can kill bosses, then feeding us more ammo will flow right into that, I think. Tech Sarge. Do you think spawning heavy ammo and finishers, people want to use them? Oh, you, I already... I, I must have scrolled. Sorry. The Millionaire. Uh, example, Rainbow Six Siege gives streamers... Uni- oh, this was... We, we were talking about this before. If you want to bring this up later during the stream stop, I don't want to get off on the tangent of directory manipulation from developers <coughs> on Twitch. Hmong Light. Lono... Do you think finishers will become the emote for Eververse? I think this can become a cosmic thing that can really be attractive. I don't know if they're going to replace emotes. I think they're definitely going to sell different versions. It's a combat emote. They're going to sell different versions of the Eververse. I don't think it's going to change, uh, replace emotes. I don't know. Maybe they'll give you the option. Maybe they'll give you the option of or maybe this replaces an emote. Maybe you're literally going to run up to the enemy and press a direction on the D-pad and that's your finisher. And maybe they'll let you have multiples equipped at once. I don't know. We'll have to see I, I, if they let you, if they want to go to like multi, multi, you know, animations or something. I would think that they would say, oh, hey, we can, we can give you multi because we've, we've replaced it. You know, the emotes are now replaced with this. But that would be up to the player. I don't want to lose my emotes. That's fine. Just use one finisher then. <coughs> Excuse me. Dominus uh, Corbite. Given the finishers can now give you heavy ammo, do you think this will worsen gambit problems it currently has with heavy ammo? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They made it very clear in an interview where I think it was Games Radar and Deej said Gambit and Gambit Prime are not going anywhere and they will be in the game for the duration of year 3 so they're not going to like flip a switch and be like hey everybody said they don't like Gambit so we're just going to switch to Gambit Prime so if both those game modes are staying I would not expect any significant changes to come to Gambit or Gambit Prime so yes what you're saying if you imagine taking my build that I outlined in the video where I said I have hands-on, I have constant night trick, I have constant melee and super energy, and I'm constantly getting to half my super, and then and then doing a finishing move and giving everybody a power brick, 
that has the potential to really throw off the balance in in Gambit. Because right now, when people run armaments, that's already throwing off the balance and feeding people heavy ammo. I mean, if you play against an organized team and they're melting on stack one or two, more than likely that's how they're doing it. They're just using armaments the whole time. They're all getting fed heavy, and they're just absolutely dumping on the boss. And you're like, how do they do that? Like, two of us have heavy ammo. That's how they're doing it. This is going to add even more of a layer to that. Now, Bungie might push back and say, hey, if you're struggling to get heavy ammo in Gambit, we're giving you a way to get way more of it now on a, way more, on a more regular basis. So don't complain. Use it. That might be their pushback. We're leveling the playing field a little bit with this, with this perk on the, uh, on the artifact. Killer Nick Joe coming in with uh, 24 months of subs. That's a gold badge. Thank you for that resub. Thanks for keeping your prime sub here. Ruguru says, do you see finishers getting seasonal content, i.e. a Vex-style melee knockback during the season of the Undying? Oh yeah, they could definitely do a theme each season that is tied to it. I don't know how much you can pull from the enemies, though. Most of their melees are very similar. It even looks like the one we, it, it looks like the Warlock does the one where he, like, holds up the hand and does, like, the, the pushback almost kind of like Neo when he stops the bullets. I think the hobgoblins do that too. They kind of like hold their hand up and do like a a, sh- a charged shove. Uh, so they could tie it to the enemies. I don't know how many enemy melees are that different, um, but I definitely know they're going to do more enemy enemy uh, animation variations down the line. Tying it to the season and tying it to the enemies might be difficult, given a lot of the enemies and their animations aren't as pronounced or even cool. Right? I mean. A knight swings a sword. Um, give us a stomp finisher. <laughs> you know, a knight swings a sword. The ogre slaps the ground or it's stomping their feet. I don't know if I want to slam the ground. You know, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, who was the coach on the 49ers who did that? He like, he, he was known for getting really angry and he's now like the coach for Michigan. He like flailed his arms, like throwing a tantrum, like, come on. And he like yanked his own headphones off doing it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Harb, Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to look like I'm throwing a tantrum when I do, <laughs> when I do a finishing move. They're called the Jim Harbaugh. Like, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Rusty. I think it was Webbs in your Rageless Roundtable who said finishers just seem out of place in Destiny. I actually see where he's coming from, and even uh, assassinations in Halo seem out of place to me. Care to share your thoughts on that? I actually don't agree with Webski on this. I don't think it's out of place. In a game where I spin around and throw blades, in a game where I shoulder charge with balli- or I slam the ground with ballistic slam, um, I, I disagree. I think it's right in line. I think it's an evolution of the action MMO. It's the action MMO. You see your character doing awesome things. Ballistic slam, slams the ground, uh, you know, shoulder charge, um, dodge, gambler's dodge, and, and shade step, that animation. There's a ton of really, really cool third-person animations already in the game. Uh, if if shoulder charge and ballistic slam and gambler's dodge, if all that stuff like wasn't in the game, if you didn't go third person for your supers, I might be inclined to agree with this, but there's already so much really, really cool sort of action third person animation in the game. I think it fits right into that lane. And that's kind of my, that's my pushback on the idea. Like this feels really out of place. Uh, the other thing I think that's right in place with it is 
they're wanting to give us more customization and control over our loadout with armor 2.0 and as i said in my sort of outline of my build that i want to do it sounds to me like finishers are a nice capstone to your build as a oh this is i'm gonna go with this i'm going for a tank build so my finishing move is gonna make me get shield back or i'm you know like i said for mine like i'm gonna want to basically always be draining my super to feed my team you know heavy bricks I, I, I definitely think it, it pairs really well, not just with the third par- third person animations and the action feel of the game, but also with their goal of giving us more control over our moves and our, you know, and our loadouts. Down cape. Do you think that taking half of a super for one heavy ammo brick is, I think you meant to go further than this and say, like, do you think it's too much? If I'm using half my super and giving heavy bricks to my whole team, I actually think that's totally fair. I mean that that you're basically saying a whole super bar is worth giving your entire team heavy bricks. I actually think you're getting a whole lot more. So I want you to imagine giving five people two bricks of heavy or popping blade barrage. Which do you think is gonna yield your team more damage? I it's pretty obvious, I think, because I mean two bricks for five people and they're running nice heavies that are built around damage those two bricks that's those 10 bricks of heavy all that heavy ammo for your team is way stronger than one blade barrage that's what it is right two finishers 50% of the super twice is a full super that's ultimately what we're comparing so Dagnabbit Ben with finishing moves essentially locking us in animation for a few seconds that we could be killing things do you think there should be an additional reward for using them more super energy damage reduction i no i mean given what i just said i mean i don't know dude like somebody in chat saying two bricks could be like 48 extra grenade launcher shots between the team i mean that's that's a lot for one super i i think that i don't know if they need to give us much more that that's that's a pretty hefty payout to to be able to do that for your team um you know now maybe once heavy ammo finder is working well again maybe we might not think that if people think like i don't really need you to do that lono like you're wasting your super energy we're all making our own heavy ammo bricks with our with our builds maybe it won't feel as strong as it seems right now um but yeah getting an art like getting an overshield or immediately starting heal off of a finisher like stuff like that's really really nice and here's why Let's say you're not running a devour build. You're running a build that's a little bit more of a glass cannon and you're a little bit weaker. But then all of a sudden you get the ability to use a finisher to consistently kind of heal yourself. You know what I mean? That's some bad math. 48 rockets is off. How many grenades do you get from a brick? It's five people. That's five people. Yeah, that's not you're not getting 10 you're not getting 10 grenades per person, I don't think. Is each brick getting you like four or five grenades? Yeah, he said grenade launcher, not rockets. He didn't say rockets. He said grenade launcher. Maybe I misread it and I said rockets. Yeah, if you're getting four or six, he did the math right. That's an average of five. That's an average of 10 for two bricks. 10 multiplied by five people is right around 50. So yeah, that is, that is, that's the right math for, rocket, uh, for grenade launchers. I may have misread it. Six people get the ammo, yourself included. It says generate ammo bricks for your teammates, so I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that finishing move makes a brick for yourself. It says for your allies or your teammates or something. That may mean that it doesn't do it for you. 
If it does it for you, that's even that's even more. That's absurd. If it, inc- it includes you, I believe, that's really, really, that, that's going to be so strong. Mua, what will happen if you could use the finishing on a raid boss? I want your opinion on it. I mean, they're going to say certain enemies can't have a finishing move put on them. Named enemies, raid bosses, and strike bosses are probably, you probably can't do, you, yeah, you probably can't do finishing moves on them. I saw them drop one for you in the animation. Oh, well, there you go. They already said you can't do it on a raid boss. They said big enemies can't be finished. Yeah, there you go. Anything bigger than an ogre can't be finished because we've seen finishing moves on an ogre. So anything, anything, anything named, you're not going to be able to do it. That'd be really weird to like see a strike boss flash and you like go up and do a roundhouse kick and kill the strike boss. That'd be kind of weird. Challenge accepted. A brimstone says, "Are you worried about armor 2.0 causing problems in Crucible?" Nope. Shinobu's vow and skip grenades cause a lot of frustration during the revelry event. No, I don't really care. I'm. I don't. I want. I want. I want stuff to chase, and I want builds to chase, and fun grind, and fun loot. And if it messes up Crucible, I. I just. I can't afford caring about that. I just. I want. I want to have fun. And I know Luke Smith said in his director's cut that a lot of people only consider their vantage point and not the vantage point of other people. Look, I don't want you to have a bad time in the Crucible. I don't want Bungie to update the game and rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, I don't want to be having a good time in PvE and my good time is at the expense of Crucible. Like, all of a sudden, Crucible turns into an absolute circus and you're all miserable. But I'm just so tired of having this debate. Do cool things in the game and figure out how to have it not break Crucible. Give me finishing moves. Give me ammo economy control. Give me power. Give me awesome weapons. Give me better perks. Give me cooler things on my armor and on my guns. And, oh, what about Crucible? Figure that out, dude. That's not my concern. Like, I don't care about that. I want to have fun. And if you're embracing an action MMO, I want to feel like my time investment is in line with an action MMO. I don't want to get a bunch of poultry offerings of power that don't feel that great because we keep coming back to the same thing of yep yeah you know you just can't do it just can't do it because you know because of crucible um i just i really really don't want to keep having that discussion so stoked for them to embrace the power fantasy yeah isn't it a circus already that's always my pushback people are like well what about the crucible and I'm like what about the crucible it's been like this for five years like what about the crucible when haven't that you know when hasn't the crucible swung like a pendulum because of stuff they do in the game you know what about you <laughs> at that that scene in lost where Jacob says that to Ben what about you what about the crucible <laughs> Ginger 300. Could you ever see Bungie implementing finishing moves into strike or raid mechanics? Would be kind of neat to take down a boss or DPS everyone doing a finishing move. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool to have like a mini boss in a raid fight that when you empty its health bar, you have to go finish it with a finishing move. So you got to be able to like close gaps and spaces and be strategic. So like, so you don't die, right? You got to turn somebody into a tank. So that will require maybe using, you know, support rounds from the the Lumina or something. Like you want to turn your teammate into a bit of a tank as they run to try to do their finishing moves. Um, I don't know. That could get kind of complicated, but it would be pretty cool to like have a boss's health bar empty and he's just flashing, and everyone's like, we have to go do a finishing move on him you know I don't know that could be kind of neat 
But I don't know about the actual raid boss itself, but maybe a mini boss or something. Maybe there's a knight that drops a sword and he literally gets an empty health bar and you cannot get the sword until you do a finishing move on him or something. That could be kind of cool. Dan the Noob. If you could have one movie or game reference as a finisher, what would you choose? Um, probably something from The Matrix. Maybe that one where Neo jumps and does like a kick, kick, kick. Um, that could be pretty cool. Because he does that to Agent Smith down in the subway. Um, or you could do the finisher that Neo does to Agent Smith where he like kicks him and like holds his foot up in the air and like brings it back and puts it down. Uh, that'd be, that'd be cool. I think of, I think of the matrix when I think of cool finisher moves, there's some pretty cool stuff. Like there's a good finishing move that he does at the end of the scene where they come in with all the guns. He runs and he like runs up the guy. He basically like runs up the guy's like body and then kicks him in the face. So you could go and like, when you initiate the, the finishing move, you could like run up the, 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 the enemy and then like spin, kick him in the face. Um, that would be pretty cool. Um, John Wick boot slam Neo dive into the guy and explode <laughs> that might be a bit much Janiper GTV how do you think the new finishing heavy mod will affect Gambit already commented on how I think it's going to affect Gambit more than likely Bungie might be seeing it as a way to standardize heavy delivery in, in Gambit B dog, are you excited to see finisher moves? What would you change if you could, if you want to? I don't really have. I mean, I haven't. Inst- I haven't interacted with it yet, so I can't give advice on like, oh, I would change it or I would do this. Dredgen Wolf says, "How do you think finishing moves are going to work versus a full super for DPS on a boss? And how do you think clans are going to work on having one clan across three platforms?" Yeah, the clan thing, I don't know. I mean, obviously, giving us more slots in clans would be really nice. Um as far as what do I think about finishing moves working versus a full super as I already said I mean if I can give my team lots and lots of heavy okay as opposed to doing one one super then I would think there would be you know a lot of reason to do that there would be tons of reason to do that you would want you would want to use that for your team as a, as a clear indicator that you know we're focused on feeding you guys you guys damage so it looks like the astro an- an- announcement was for android arriving in october designed by you it looks like they're going to let you design your own headphones but it looks like it's going to be the a40s they're consistently putting a wire in the screen man i would love to design my own headphones and have them be the a50s cuz these colors are freaking awesome i'll still do it and probably end up having to switch to a40s uh, sorry, little announcement. I knew they were rolling out today and I forgot about it. Um, so, Void Pill. If finishing moves really add a lot of value to combat in D2, could you foresee Bungie implementing fire team finishing moves? I'd love to see something goofy like Can Can Dance where you team kick. Um, that could be a pretty good evolution and iteration on it. I mean, I could definitely see them saying, like, hey, we, we're going to give you the ability to like run up and do a clothesline on somebody. Um, you know, that, that, that could definitely be something that could be funny. 
but that might get really, really gimmicky and silly and also really difficult to pull off. It's hard enough sometimes to just go give somebody a high five in the tower. You got to get in like a real sweet spot. So I would say this is unlikely. Like it sounds cool, but it also could like the execution could look really freaking corny, you know? Um, although it might be kind of neat to go in and like do one and you do like a ballistic slam where like you jump up and you grab the guy next to you and you like you both slam down on him or something with your fists I don't know I don't know if you'd even want to do that though because then you'd run into the problem of like you'd run into the problem of it being like oh hey you used yours and I used mine why would we use both of them you know I think I like the idea more of just like it's yours. Yeah, maybe temporarily in Crimson Days just for fun they could do something. Uh it would be it would be cool there, but I don't know. I, I would definitely I would definitely think that there's more of a chance for that to be gimmicky and silly and not work well than how it how they're implementing it now I think looks pretty cool. Dub Hicks do you think finishers have enough stamina to remain relevant in seasons to come? Seems like a mechanic that will need to be constantly improved, limited by its usability in the overall game. Well, no, I don't think so. If Bungie concludes after a couple of seasons, here are static finisher perks we're going to keep in the game. Overshield, ammo delivery, like heavy ammo delivery, and things like that. Then it's no different than your grenade or your melee. You choose to use it at different times for different advantages. It's just another tool in your toolbox. It's just another ability. Super, melee, grenade, finish remove. You know what I'm saying? It's like your melee being different according to like, are you running Ballistic Slam with Skullfort or are you running a melee build that's Devour on a Warlock? That already kind of exists anyway. Like different perks on a melee change the execution of the melee. This is no different in my mind. Especially if they say, okay, after a couple seasons, we've decided that these ones are standard that you can have all the time, as well as we're going to do some seasonal ones. Jordy Joppy. Are the finishing moves going to be available in PvP? No. Nova hands. Dono, do you think finishing moves will take a back seat in endgame content where you have to be more careful and deliberate with your positioning and not expose yourself in an animation that leaves you vulnerable? Absolutely not. I think they're actually going to be enormously huge in endgame strategy. Okay? And here's why. If I get to half of my super and I want to do a finishing move to generate ammo, there are plenty of trash ads for me to do that to. It wouldn't be difficult at all. Imagine every raid you've ever been into. There is always a cycle of trash ads. Always. Here comes a thrall. Oh no, the horror. I shoot him in the leg. Finishing move. Like purple ammunition for everybody. And so, that is, that's where I see it coming into play big time. Somebody building into something like that where they're constantly meleeing with hands-on and constantly generating super energy that way as well as super energy from their intellect as well as running freaking um, the bad juju. You could literally just spec one person on the team to constantly generate their super and they're, they're the ones doing the finishing move every single time. And there's just piles of heavy ammo everywhere. There's so much... There's so many ads, there's so many bosses, uh, so many, not bosses, I'm sorry, I read that in chat. There's so many ads and trash ads in raids. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to come in humongous for raid strategy, especially for teams like Redeem and others that, I mean, 
<laughs> no shade, but they won't have to ward cliff glitch. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? You're giving the teams control over ammo economy. The whole the whole ward cliff glitch thing only happened because ammo economy was abysmal. It was terrible at that time. So, Chevy's in the chat. No shade. No shade. Like, seriously, like, I think this is going to come in huge. I think this is going to come in huge. Maelstrom. I'd like a couple of finisher emotes awarded as a strike loot, like Nightfalls. Would Bungie do that or limit it just to... I don't know. Nightfalls and, and, and raids could certainly be a place for them to... Uh, for them to for them to do that but now we have raid banners yeah i understand that rhino raid banners definitely remove the need for somebody to feel like oh, i need to ward cliff glitch because they can't get any freaking heavy to drop but i got news for you you still are going to be in positions where you're going to be super glad that you can manipulate heavy dropping because you're going to be able to like you're going to be able to just dump heavy all all the time all the time i'm telling you you think you think we've seen some melts and some crazy strats lately just you wait just you wait some of these dudes and these teams and these brains that come up with crazy strats they're gonna come up with really really wild stuff really really wild stuff because they're gonna be in power of how much it shows up you know if we still get armaments and giving hand in those areas it may not be useful beneficial yeah but our uh armaments uh giving hand is only on leviathan and armaments is only when your grenades available so and that's just for yourself so your entire team doesn't have to run armaments if you're running a finishing move if you run my genji jolly rancher build and you're constantly putting bricks on the ground that frees up your team to not have to run armaments because again armaments only helps them armaments is like oh i throw a grenade down and i get i get heavy and then giving hand only works on the leviathan and giving hand again only works for you so the shared benefit's going to be a really really big winsome like driver for people to say i'm going to go i'm gonna, i'm going to i'm going to spec into this especially cuz it's on the artifact it's on the artifact so i think it's going to really really change change end game end game melt strat big time i also think and i said this in the talk chevy you might not have been here i said this in the talk I think Bungie's going to be pushing teams like yours, like Redeem. They're really going to be pushing you guys to not be able to do one phases anymore. I think the I think the the one phase is going to be a lot harder on some bosses. I think the influence of Oryx and mechanics from like the King's Fall raid, which you might be unfamiliar with, because um, you're you're a D two only scrub. Love you, but they're going to probably try and bring some of that influence into fights. And you can't one phase Oryx. You can't one phase certain bosses in D1. There is no one phasing the the siege engine in Wrath. And I think because of that, you're going to say, guys, we need better rhythm of ammo economy. There is no one phasing anymore. You know what I'm saying? That was some shade. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't. He doesn't. He never. He didn't. Listen, guys. Even as as good as Chevy is, he wasn't here during the golden era of raids. Okay, so I gotta I gotta get in my shot sometimes. Sasano. Is the incentive high enough to put yourself in danger since you can take damage during the animation? This is a great this is a great question, right? In line with what Chevy was just saying and with the, with the previous question, there is such a rhythm of trash ads. Imagine only needing to wait for a thrall to get close to you and you punch him once and then do a finishing move because he flashes and that dumb thrall just generated a brick for every single person on your team. 
there is always a very very healthy rhythm of trash ads in raids i'm not i'm not talking about running up to running up to um an ogre in last wish and trying to do a finishing move i'm talking about like punching some stupid little idiot who runs up to you and then you generate heavy ammo from them you know they may tweak the perk in the future to say finishing move on a major it would need to be an orange enemy instead of a red bar they may change it it might be too generous it might be too easy to 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 use lono do you think there is a different button press for the finisher i don't want to unintentionally finish an enemy and get stuck in the animation when all i need is a simple melee kill i have they outlined how it works i don't know it might literally be an emote press it might take one of your four emote slots you hold the melee button i believe says subaru it might not be it might it might yeah it might be possible they showed it during the live stream you hold melee i've got two people in chat that are reliable telling me you press and hold melee so i don't think you're going to be doing it by accident because you don't do that now you've panic press melee oh melee oh like you're not gonna like oh i accidentally held down melee <laughs> the window of time has got to be kind of short because you don't want to go up and like face tank damage like can you give me a second i'm holding down melee switching music like we don't I, we don't want to stand there too long like we gotta <laughs> we gotta see <laughs> it needs to be reasonable but i don't know if you're going to be doing it by accident also you're going to know when it's available if you see somebody flash are you going to run up and accidentally melee them you're going to know like oh that guy flashed oh that guy's got an icon over his head i'm not even going to risk it i'm not even going to go melee that guy that'd be that kind that kind of be on you that kind of be your fault there's a there's an indicator over their head when they're when they're finishable so you know even if the window of holding melee is kind of small and you can do it by accident Ah, yeah, that's still on you, dude. That's still on you. Mick Cheshire, do you think multiplayer takedowns could work similar to how emotes work? Now, we already had this question. Uh, Aaron, with Luke Smith saying that it was kind of an accident that Pinnacle PvP weapons perform so well in PvE activities like Mountaintop and Recluse, but not having a PvE that performs as well in PvP activities, what can they do to make sure this doesn't happen again after Shadowkeep? Um give us weapons that don't suck in PvE <coughs> oxygen um <laughs> the Wendigo is really good but like <laughs> you know the oxygen is what the frick is that now the loaded question is only good because they buffed it like people people used to rip me up on YouTube the loaded question's amazing what the frick are you talking about no the, the loaded question's better because fusion's got a buff loaded question was not <laughs> was not very good pre-buff okay and the oxygen is just yeah it's tragic um listen to the weapon design team at Bungie we we know that you know how to make strong PVE weapons whisper 1k voices the sleeper uh, <laughs> spike nades on a grenade launcher when to go <laughs> do it again just do it again like it's not that hard <laughs> it's not that hard you know I mean mountaintop was a bit of an accident because like the people working on mountaintop were probably like oh oh yeah luna factions frick oh yeah we just buffed grenade launchers whoops <laughs> whoops recluse i'm not gonna hold recluse against them because recluse is just great at trash ads and in and, and so was the lunas and the not forgotten pre-nerf lunas and not forgotten were great pve weapons they really were because the crit got the bonus 
So you would get that up and running and just crit, 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 crit. You're just getting that crit, the increased damage on crit just going. It, the Lunas and Forgotten were great PvE weapons before they said crits won't get the, the bonus because they don't want you two-tapping somebody that you weren't previously shooting, whatever the frick, like how much was that happening? But still, they messed with, you know, Magnificent Howl. So, um, Recluse being good in PvE, and some people say, like, it's actually only really on PC. So, listen, if you make a gun, if you make a primary weapon, Recluse, Luna's not forgotten, okay? If you make those really strong in PvP, you just have to accept the fact those guns are going to be great in PvE at killing trash ads. If it kills a Guardian quickly and lets you kind of keep on going, like, if we're honest, the the Broadsword with with uh, Desperado is actually a really strong PvE weapon if used properly, right? It it actually, it actually wasn't that great in PvP. Now, some of that has to do with, like, engagement rhythm and range and all that, and and hand cannons are universal, like, universal go-to weapons in most maps in, in Crucible, but if it's good at killing Guardians, it's probably gonna be really good at killing trash ads. That's just the nature of that rhythm of combat killing acolytes and thralls and dregs and vandals and stuff really really quickly that that's just gonna happen that's just if it's good in pvp like think about it a really good bygones a really good go figure a, 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 a really good uh the outbreak perfected a really really good hand cannon if it's really really good in pvp it just comes over and does great against trash ads mountaintop is honestly the is honestly the outlier Mountaintop's an outlier. They buffed grenade launchers, and if you stand in a Luna faction well, it's just absurd, and that was kind of an accident. I, I, I don't necessarily hold that on them. Like, whoever designed Mountaintop, do you think they knew they were, you know, grenade launchers were going to get a buff? Do you think they knew, like, oh yeah, people are going to stand in a Luna faction well and just, do, like, that's not what they probably thought people were going to do. And now they know, hey, if you make it for PvP, take it into a raid fight, take it into a boss fight, take it into PvE and test it out. If you make a gun for PvE... I don't know, test it out, because the oxygen's horrible, like, what what the frick is that weapon? Now, that's a bigger question, right? Scouts, how do you make scouts viable? I've got a whole, like, i got a whole video planned for that. i got a ton of ideas to make scouts better, but, you know, I, I need to write that other idea down. Shoot, I had the idea of, um, a scout that could, uh, zoom in and get, and could, and could get crits in different places that would have different benefits uh shoot i need to add that to my outline i'm gonna forget that i'm gonna go to do my talk and i'm gonna forget that perk uh we're gonna say targeted uh targeted crits we're gonna add that to my little outline of ways to fix scouts that could be a really really cool uh perk and what i mean by that is a targeted crit would be when you ads with a scout it uh, it shows you other possible crits on the enemy so you get the damage but you also get another effect so you could have crit spots on their legs that slow them down uh, you could have crit spots on their arms that lower their damage output that could be a cool intrinsic thing they add to scouts to make you maybe want to draw back and uh and use them a little bit like fallout yeah they could do the same thing with snipers i think snipers and scouts as precision weapons maybe could benefit from a a targeted crit system that's just always available that would enable you to get crit damage on another spot on the enemy you would still have to shoot something small like their knee or their shoulder and on a moving target you could still miss but it would have other benefits it would have other benefits that could be kind of cool uh king d with the soft cap being revealed to be 900 from uh, Wham- Wamax or however you say his name, interview, Wamox, um, 
Minoc from Star Wars uh, with games radar and the changes to stabilizing your power is the raid race the fairest we have zero freaking clue how they're doing it listen they're giving us more intentionality over our leveling but we can have another last wish scenario you can have another scenario where you get screwed on your RNG and just can't get good drops and you're under the delta going in with contest modifier my personal opinion is since there's a world first and contest modifier is active until a team beats it or for the first 24 hours or whatever um, there's no real reason to make the delta of the raid absurdly high just treat everybody that goes in and have the enemies just show up as swords it's, it's, not, that's, it's not that difficult so if you're 875 and I'm 860 it doesn't matter we're both going in and taking a crack at it we both see swords there's a delta that's reasonable. It feels like an end game challenge with respect to my damage output and their damage output. But I should not be going into a raid race and saying, "Yep, I had terrible RNG this week. I'm under I'm under the delta for the third engagement and it's going to be harder for me." You know? I hope Chevy's right. The artifact will help inflate your power. I really really hope that if you can all you got to do is if you get to 900, you're all treated the same. If we can, if like, let's say getting the 900 can happen in a couple of days. That seems absurd given that Luke's, well, maybe not. But Luke Smith seemed to indicate that getting the max power, they see as it being a, me- a medium goal that takes multiple weeks for a power-focused player, which means getting the 900 in a couple of days seems unlikely, but we'll have to see what role the artifact plays. However, Team A and Team B going into the raid on Friday should not be saying we are too weak for encounter number three or whatever because we had bad RNG this week. And Team A is like, we had great RNG. We're at level for this encounter. So they they have an easier time with it. Contest modifier just to me makes it so clear. Everybody sees swords. It's that simple. Just everybody's treated the same. You're, you're all dealing with the same delta so that's a fair race what what loot did you bring in what's your intelligence what's your skill what's your ability to stay alive what's your awareness how's your synergy as a team that should determine who gets world first not some team that goes in way higher level because they had better rng that happened with scourge and it's like and not, that doesn't take away from the team getting worlds first, but it certainly makes it hard to be like, well, that 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 wasn't a fair race. I mean, even Giggs pushed for this. Giggs was was Giggs is his team, their tier one team got worlds first at Scourge, and even after the fact, he pushed for a universal cap to make the race fair. Even he, even even after winning worlds first, like he said, like it just should be flat. It just should be fair the whole time. Contest modifier is an iteration and an evolution of that idea that I think is just necessary going forward. Everybody should be treated the exact same way. You can have terrible RNG. That happened with Last Wish. We ranted about this in another video. It's, you know, there were teams that couldn't even try Last Wish. They weren't even. They didn't even care about Worlds First. They just wanted to get the freaking jacket, and they were too under leveled because they had bad RNG. You know, and we had that in our own teams. We had people within, you know, ten or sixteen levels of each other that all did the same thing. That all put in the same amount of times. So you know what I mean? Giggs also had infinite revives. Everybody had infinite revives. That that glitch happened for everybody, not just them. To be fair, there was a team out there that had multiple max level gamers for Scourge and they still didn't get Worlds first. Right. I'm just saying, remove that from the equation of questioning who had advantages and who didn't. That is not why they got Worlds first. 
they didn't get worlds first because they just skated through like this is easy <laughs> arms behind my head this is a joke because we're at we're at certain levels no but you just remove that from the equation is like oh this team had a disadvantage or an advantage especially with the raid jacket just let people freaking go in and try and they see swords the whole time it's that simple it's that simple maelstrom would you like an aos finisher for farming riven kills i don't care about that uh back silver back gorilla do you think there is a lunar ep activity oh like a escalation protocol activity on the moon given how bungie had a lot of screenshots of the armor no no i think they're showing us that they're they're showing off armor 2.0 is a an out an outpouring of that value is that you can go get raid you can go get armor sets that you think are awesome. They had a screenshot in one of the director's cuts where the Titan had on an EDZ helmet, a year one crucible chess piece, and something else. Like they're basically just showing off the fact that you can go get all that old armor and it gives you more control over your look, but you also still get the armor 2.0 benefit. That's why they're doing that. I don't think they're throwing escalation protocol on the moon for you to grind for escalation protocol gear that i think would be a really really odd decision so i do hope though i do hope they allow you to go um i hope they allow you to go to um ep and grind for armor more than just one piece a week you know Right here, we got a question from Doggy117. Do you think the Vex Mythic class will return in D2 with the Vex focused in the areas of the Shadow Keep? Um, I don't know. I, I think one of the reasons this is unlikely is that if you're gonna be if you're gonna be playing a game like Destiny and they're gonna bring back exotics, it's clear that when they bring back exotics, they don't do it in line with like raids and the activities and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, when Outbreak Perfected came back, when Whisper came back, when Thunderlord came back, these didn't come back as, like, a thematic push. Destiny as a game just kind of isn't like that. Um, so I would think Vex Mythoclass coming back in, like, the raid would be weird. Now, I could see them at the end of Season of Undying doing it the way they did with Whisper or something, but if we're going to go be going into this raid, it's going to be a new exotic. I actually think... I actually think... The hand cannon that uses special ammo, I actually think that's the raid exotic. Based off of pictures and some of the deductive reasoning that we used uh, in the, you know, looking at the pictures and stuff. I actually think that is the, that is the one. You, you are going to, like, I think that's the raid, I think that's the raid exotic. Bringing back old exotics, I don't think they're going to do it in the content, but maybe in the season. Uh, Fandar, can you detail again the build you're intending to with the finishing moves and mods? I already outlined the Genji Jolly Rancher Jolly Rancher build multiple times today, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it again. Just got lucky. So, do they say that Nightfalls are getting matchmaking? If so, it's about time. They did not say that, but it, I I don't see why they wouldn't. At this point, leaving Nightfalls alone without matchmaking doesn't make a sense. Now, what they did say, and here's where, oh, you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe they did say Nightfalls are getting matchmaking because they did say in the interview that the Adept Hero and Legend difficulties are coming to Nightfalls. And guess what we saw on those difficulties for Nightmare Hunt? Adept and Hero had matchmaking. Adept Hero and then Legend. Legend did not have matchmaking. And they said those three difficulties are coming to Nightfalls. Therefore, 
you, we could conclude they're bringing matchmaking to Nightfalls. We could wait for a hard word on that. We could wait for a hard word on that. But that probably means that the that the card, the card, the Nightfall card thing is going to get retired then. If they because they even said in the interview, what was the phrasing? They said something to the effect of like, we want to bring a new way of challenging players in the Nightfall. So, I bet you that card is that Nightfall card's going away. I pooted. Are the finishing moves going to slot into our emote slots? I don't know. We don't know where they're going. But you're holding down X to do it, so probably not. It'll probably be its own thing. Uh, it'll probably be down there, though, where you pick emotes. Mr. Marai, or Morali. Uh, what will we be able to play on Steam? Also, some of the main features coming to Shadowkeep. What will we be able to play on Steam? What, you, what are you talking about? The game is going to Steam. You'll be able to play the whole game on Steam. This question doesn't make any sense. Um, what are some of the main features coming in Shadowkeep? Go to bungie.net forward slash Shadowkeep, man. That's not what Q&A is for. Uh, Sunfire. Do you think that with them being secretive with the weapons, they could have gone crazy with elemental weapons like fire rounds? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to slam elemental primaries up into the primary slot like I want them to. I don't think they're going to do that. I really want them to do that. I What date? Let me go back. When will we be able to play? Oh, when will we be able to play on Steam? October the 1st. Sorry, I misread the question. I'm a complete freaking idiot. That's my mistake. Also, what are some main features coming in Shadowkeep? Shadowkeep's bringing a bunch of updates to the game. Like, again, if you want to go to bungie.net forward slash Shadowkeep, a new armor system, new ways to invest, an artifact, finishing moves, a new location, and a new raid. I, you know, sorry, I'm dumb and misread the question. Steam, Steam is going to be holding the game October 1st and forward. Um, now as far as them being secret about the weapons, I actually have concerns they put a lot of eggs in the basket of, um, they put a lot of eggs in the basket of the armor 2.0 system. And my concern about that is what's the weapon team been doing? Have they been overhauling weapons? Have they been restructuring weapons? Because if they haven't been, I'm really, really worried. Um, now, somebody might say, well, what they have been doing is combing over all of the year one weapons to bring them up to year two, mod slots and random rolls. Lono, if you want to get your old fashioned, your Lincoln Green, if you want to get all those year one weapons with, with year two potential rolls and mod slots, you can do that. If that's all we get, I'll take that for now with sort of a, okay, Bungie, but the weapon system and the perk system and the perk depth and the perk power needs work. At the very least, I would hope they do that. Next level up from that, that I would really hope they would do if they do that. Also add a lot of new perks and a lot of new power and cool stuff in the new content and in the aspirational content. I, you know, now up above that, I would just like to see all the weapons get an, like what they did to the armor system, like overhaul it, redo it, add investment paths and investment and, and maybe some level of customization. Um, Luke Smith said he wanted the investment of the weapon to come back. Well, if he's saying that that he wants that to come back, that means it's probably not coming back yet. Maybe they just wanted to get the Armor 2.0 system right first before doing that. I can respect that. But please, for the love of frick, do something to the weapons. At the very least, like I said, the very bottom of the barrel that I hope we get is all the weapons from year one get that treatment. Because if I'm going to go run Escalation Protocol or Leviathan for those old armor sets, at least have the weapons getting year two treatment, okay? 
next rung up from that please at the very least have the new weapons and have the aspirational content like the raid and the nightmare hunt please have those weapons given new perks or more powerful perks okay and then the rung above that is please at least get some like get somewhere where we get to the point where we get like a weapons 2.0 treatment as well like that's my triage if we don't get any of that if we don't get any of that i'm gonna be so bummed if i'm running old content and old grinding old armor sets and none of those old weapons got any treatment i'm gonna be really really bummed it'll be a very lopsided offering we'll be we'll be who like going for armor but not getting any weapons you know what i'm saying that'll be very very that'll be a bummer so Ready Player One, you just mentioned a few WWE moves. Do you think this is a marketing opportunity for Bungie to work with sponsored finishers? I, I don't know if they're going to want to do that because then they got they got like a revenue split. They've they've borrowed like certain memes and jokes and references from like pop culture, and they don't got a revenue split. If they do something with WWE, they got a revenue split. They're not going to want to do that. I wouldn't think. Uh, three months from uh, Benizzle. Thank you very much. Now, maybe with the big show, maybe they could take one of his signature moves and he'd be okay with it and he'd give him the green light because he's a huge Destiny fan. But I don't see them doing like a partnership with the WWE or the NFL or anything like that. Shaft. Do you think that people could stop asking... Okay, I'm gonna... You just just poured gasoline on yourself, so I'm gonna throw a match at you, Okay. Do you think people could stop asking dumb questions that require a simple Google search? No, but I think that you can shut the frick up and not take that ownership of my chat because it's my chat. And we have no problem with people coming in here and asking questions like that. Now, when somebody wants to ask a question like that we had recently, like, what are some of the things coming in Shadowkeep? I direct them to bungie.net slash Shadowkeep because I don't want to be like a commercial for the DLC. But if somebody wants to come to this channel and view it as a resource to have their questions answered, shut the frick up and go somewhere else if that bothers you. Because I enjoy the fact that people come here and treat this chat, community, and stream as a resource for information. So get the frick out of my chat if that's how you're going to act. X, Shaft, X. Evil the Waffler. I know they won't work in PvP, but I think they should, with no perks, think Halo Reach with assassination moves. Would that look cool? Thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. That's not... I I don't think we need to really worry about this being an an executed thing inside of... uh, inside of PvP. I don't think we need to worry about that. I think the way they're building it right now is they're giving... they're giving, like, a layer of strat and investment in PvE, which is exactly what we want to see if they're leading into action MMO. You're oh an assassination thing and blah 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 in Crucible. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I know I lit that guy up, but dude, that sets me off. Like we got Moz and we got longtime subs and community members. Don't come in here and start acting like you can throw your weight around because you don't have any. Like you're gonna tell people to go to Google. That like that you that you have no right to do that. I almost never get mad at questions like that. I just point them to the resource if they want more details. Uh, Donut Robot. Is there an obvious reason I'm missing why Bungie doesn't license IP for things like emotes and finishers? WWE Street Fighter finishers with actual sounds would sell like hotcakes. Just had a question like this, and I already kind of said, I don't think they would want a revenue split. This is one of the reasons you don't see Fortnite... Right, you would you would think that Fortnite would do constant skins and back bling and emotes with Marvel and Disney and everything else. Do you want to know why they don't do that? 
because they can sell them at 100% of their own profit and not revenue split with companies that would probably really, really want a big cut. WWE, Nintendo, Capcom, any of these ones you'd have to reach out to to get some of these cool finishing moves, they would want a hefty cut of that sale. So why there's no reason to just, like give money away. They can come up with their own cool ones, and again, there's no copyright on pop culture, so there's certain things they could do floss and all that floss dance i mean there's all sorts of things they could do that just becomes fair use because it's in the pop culture it's in the public eye and nobody can claim it and then they can add that as something that you buy (laughs) and then they don't have to revenue split it bumble 17 could finishers make well of radiance even stronger than it is now if i stand in a well and use a finisher uh and on an ad to generate heavy ammo to plow through a boss well they're gonna nerf well so i have to wait and see what they do to well take go biddies Due to the way buffs and debuffs are going to work in Shadowkeep, how do you think this will affect older or current content? Do you think it will turn players away or make significant differences? Number one, there's almost no endgame content where you need Well of Radiance, except for like two places. Tier 3 Reckoning, maybe Tier 2, depending on the modifiers. Yeah, tier two, tier three reckoning, and heroic menagerie. Those are gonna get those are gonna get tweaked, almost assuredly. They don't need to tweak scourge. They don't need to tweak any of those other ones. You don't need well. The only other place I can think of is like scourge of the past boss fight. They may want to consider doing an add despawn once that first blast of um, continuous, continuous parallel and angular. Once that first blast comes out. Just despawn the enemies. Um, it's sometimes it's almost impossible or really difficult to even find the captains to get rid of them and the vandals and the snipers. Uh, so like they'll bake you while you're just trying to do damage. That's like a high intense, high awareness, moving around, moving parts damage phase. And they could maybe it could maybe be warranted to say you've nerfed well. So you need to you need to have those ads despawn. Now I know somebody might push back and be like, well, before you do that, you should get rid of all the vandals and all the captains. Maybe that's a warranted pushback, and that's just something you'd have to weave into your strategy. But by and large, I don't think a lot of the content needs changed other than reckoning and heroic menagerie if they really dial back just how strong Well of Radiance is. Those are the only two places, and they've even said they're gonna be taking a look at reckoning already. So, defo side, are we going to be able to buy finishers with bright dust? Thanks for making this 100 Fahrenheit day go by quickly with your talks, dude. I'm sorry you're suffering in the heat. Um, here's the thing I, I don't, as far as the bright dust in the economy goes and what we can buy and not buy with bright dust, we're gonna have to wait. We don't have details on that. Scourge the past doesn't need adjusted, to be honest. Stand and spawn, easy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pivots. I said that's the only thing I could even think of, and even then, I think there could be reasons to not change Scourge. Mainly Reckoning, and then Heroic Menagerie, you know. Other than that, I think everything else is okay. You know, Leviathan and the Layers and Last Wish are all fine, even if you nerf well. Uh, Soldier, do you think they can implement exotic weapons that change your finishing moves? I'm thinking a sword or a bayonet or a gun. Well, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. That would need to be... You know, maybe not the weapon itself. 
you're saying an exotic weapon maybe not the weapon itself what if they did like uh what if they did like a a perk that said if you have a shotgun equipped you'll do a finishing move with the shotgun kind of like in assassin's creed where you'd like grab the guy and be like boom and like so like a headshot right you'd like grab him and like blow their head off <laughs> that seems that's that seems grotesque but they could do something like that there could be like an e- they could basically be a finisher that says will interact with any equipped shotgun you know will interact with any equipped sword so you go up and you're just like and you like like do a nice little slide in with the sword and you pull it out but you know when you're buying that finisher it literally says it's going to interact with swords if you don't have a sword it would probably just do like in the inv- the animation would be like you know invisible or something and it wouldn't work <laughs> um the game is T for teens, so no uh, shotgun executions. Yeah, but we blow their heads off anyway. What's the difference if I grab them and put the gun to their head and do... <laughs> it does sound a little rough, so maybe not. Maybe not. But you see what I'm saying? Like, they could do something really fun like that. Like, you, you know what I... Come on, Chad, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that could be pretty awesome. Don't act like it couldn't be. Like, you go up and you, like, spin around with a sword and, like, lop their head off. <laughs> it could be awesome. It could be awesome. You run up like the enemy, like stick the sword in their chest and like land behind them and like, like take it out. You know, (laughs) what's wrong with mimics violent execution? Yeah. What's wrong with that chat? Come on. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Zavala did it. Didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. He had all that cutscene is so hot. What does it mean to be a guardian? Well, apparently it means to be a bad of the bone killer because man, he gets some good kills in. Uh, Johnny the Cat King, do these finishing moves and focus on RNP uh, on sorry on RPG mean Destiny's moving away from a shooting game? No, absolutely not. No, no. That, that this is in addition to, not in in replacement of. It's in addition to, not in replacement of. Sunfire. Do you think with Armor 2.0 and them embracing the RPG, do you think that the raids will support more weapons where they don't need outlaw rampage DPS weapons? Yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Like, primary weapons are usually where we do a lot of the hunting for a role. And I just think, like, rampage outlaw is so hard to out to out maneuver because it you reload fast and you get a damage buff. You know, what are you going to do to make something more more viable? I just think that's where they need to focus, though. Here's a raid hand cannon, and its perk pool and bro- and roll combinations are not rampage outlaw. But if the gun's used properly and you get the right roll, it's as strong as a good rampage outlaw hand cannon. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not hard to look at the efficiency of a good rampage outlaw hand cannon and be like, let's make a gun that's as efficient at killing trash ads as that, but let's get there differently. You know the destination, just change the journey to get there. We know the destination. Here's a great hand cannon. Okay, here are the perks that get us there. Just create other perks that get you there. You know? I don't understand why they they wouldn't just start to do that. You know what I mean? Edge of the word, I'm not really sure. You've been following me for a really long time. I don't know why... You're acting like you're acting. It seems like somebody else is using your account. So we're going to give you a timeout and maybe let you get your head straight. Maelstrom, would you like a Destiny character for Smash? If so, which one would you pick? No. Why are we... Some of these questions, guys. Come on. Uh, Super Friendendo. 
What about a Warlock exotic that adds an AoE weaken timer that uses you as a mobile center so that you, after you apply the finisher, you can move around and apply the debuff? Well, just okay, settle down here, man. You know, you, you, your, your Warlocks aren't strong enough already. You know, you got Devour and you got Well and you got Luna Faction. You got Geomax. Come on, man. Settle down, Frintendo. But we don't need to give any more cool stuff to warlocks right now. Let's just let's just slow down a little bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, buff to hashtag buff devour. Um, yeah, this is a cool idea, but that's not really what question answers for. This isn't like idea submission time. Gummy cat. Do you think that the way they are changing the powerful engrams will make going uh, doing missions for them actually feel rewarding? Right now, it doesn't feel rewarding to get gear. Uh, yeah, there's going to be tiers of Powerful 2. Like, we saw Tier 1, and that's going to be another reason to, like, run Aspirational or save Aspirational content. So, hopefully that really helps the leveling experience significantly. Big Fat Banana. I know it's not on topic, sorry, but what will happen to Heroic Menagerie when the new season arrives? Will they raise the Delta to the new power level? I have no idea. They're making us all 750. So, I don't know what they're going to do to Leviathan. I don't know what they're going to do to raid layers. I don't know what they're going to do to Menagerie. Because when I click on Leviathan right now, all right, Menagerie is 690, all right? I go in here, I got 300, and then I got 740 for Crown of Sorrow. I don't know what you're going to do when you make the entire game and the entire community 750. I would think, this is my theory, this is my idea too, I would love to see them do this. So it's more of my idea than a theory. I don't know if they're going to do this, but I would love it if they did. I would love it if they took Leviathan and made it a 775 encounter. Or like, yeah, 775. And then these could all be 775. So when you get to 775, you come in here and the drops are geared for people who hit 775 and they want to level up. So this is like a stepping stone in your leveling journey, all right? Then, um, what's next? Last Wish is next, right? I would love this. This is 550. So this should not be 775. This should be 800. So when you're 800, you come and run this for a stepping stone in your power journey, right? And then... Last Wish didn't have layers, but we have Scourge. And Scourge could be, I don't know, 810, something like that. Um, or you could do what Chevy's saying, the soft caps 900. You could set all these things and just say, this is all end game stuff. These are all pinnacle activities that are going to, these activities are 900. They're a goal for you to get to. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. There's a variety of ways they could do it. At the end of the day, I don't want to boot up in Shadowkeep and Leviathan's still sitting at 300. I don't think that that's a good use of the content. If you're bringing everybody up to 750, then maybe like what Dan the Noob and Chevy are saying, just all that endgame content becomes 900 to 950 somewhere along that spectrum. That includes Menagerie. That includes every raid up to this point. That includes Nightfalls. Nightmare Hunt goes up to 950 for Frick's sake. So like Adept, Adept Hero and Legend goes up to 950. Why not do the same thing on the, the Nightfalls? Or... Or you make the old raids have difficulty spectrum. What if Leviathan had Adept Hero, Hero and Legend and rewards accordingly? 8, 8, 8, what is it? 860? 860, 920, 950? Is that how, the, that how it plays out? Yeah, 860, 920, 950. They could add Adept Hero and Legend to those activities as well. 
I just want him to be relevant and not. I, I'm again. I don't want to boot up Shadowkeep and be like, oh look, Leviathan's three hundred. Oh look, this is seven hundred. This is seven fifty. Um. So thanks, Mama. Uh. Jericus Barricus, what a name. I'm worried that taking damage while in the animation of a finisher will negatively affect whether people use them often. I see myself activating a finisher and getting stomped to death by an ogre. Um, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Then don't be a dummy. Use it on a trash ad. Use it on an acolyte. Be smart about it. Don't be like, come on, man. Like, people are going to use finisher moves. Don't be dumb, you know? Don't be a dummy. Don't go running up. Oh, I'm abso, guys. I'm absolute. Let me go finishing move this ogre. You're going to die. Like, you're going to die. But if you go up to an ogre and you time it right, I think people are going to get good at timing them right. So just, just, you know, that's my advice to you. The, the advice that Michael Scott gave to Dwight, you know, don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's Am um, would do that. Yeah, Am um, would totally do that. And be like, oh no! Like that that would be something Am um, would do. But yeah, don't be a dummy. Lono twenty nineteen. Vote for me in the in the in the quarter uh, in the in the elections. Whatever the frick. Anyway. Fail the one. Fail the one. Have they told us what will happen to our mod components? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure you'll keep them to use at the at the gunsmith. Lumen. Do you know if they're going to sell different finisher animations in the Eververse? Yes. They are going to. McCheshire. Uh, do you see finishing moves and the effects they provide as a point of frustration at times? Ads being killed early, uh, people stealing the execution with a weaker finisher mod. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're match made, 100%. Oh my gosh, that's going to be frustrating. Let me go get this guy. And some idiot you match made with is like, and you're like, dude, I just ran up here to. I'm dead. <laughs> I just ran up here to get an overshield. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, that'll happen in matchmaking. Obviously, when you're playing in a, in a raid, right? I'd be like, Chevy, can you stop shooting the ads? I'm trying to give you heavy bricks. Like that. I, a really polished team's not going to have that issue, though. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if, if Chevy's playing, but <laughs> but I mean, I don't I, that's going to probably happen more in the matchmade environments. And you just kind of have to take that as it comes. Dolphin, would you like to see weapons go back to the D1 format? Uh, example, you can't run with the mountaintop and the recluse as a combo anymore. Instead of nerfing them into the ground, they have guns over history. Gives people more of a build and a choice of diversity. I mean, I don't know if I want to arbitrarily reach into loadouts and start saying you can't do this with this with this and just start putting random roadblocks like oh this is too strong like I would rather the weapons themselves not be absurd and truth be told mountaintop being paired with recluse is really only absurd in pvp because of time to kill so again I that's a question for the, the sandbox team and the crucible team I don't know if you want to be just arbitrarily going in and doing that what I think would be way easier on bungee is that they went back to primary secondary and heavy Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, give give us elemental primaries because elemental primaries have almost virtually no benefit in PVE. They just pop shields. They're weak. They don't do that much. Okay, give us elemental primaries again. We're not back in year one Vog for frick's sake. So that logic doesn't apply anymore. It's outdated. All right, give us elemental primaries. Then when you slide everything into the energy slot that belongs there—shotgun, sniper rifles, the mountaintop as a as a as a grenade launcher should be there. Right. Once you do that, then you have everything working within its lane and you make it work within its lane of power. 
oh, this is a secondary weapon. This is the pinnacle secondary archetype of strength, and nothing should go beyond this. Nothing should go beyond this. It's a lot more easy to balance. Here's a shotgun, here's a sniper, here's a fusion rifle, here's a trace rifle. These should all work within this damage hierarchy because they're secondary weapons. Here are primary weapons, and they should all function as a primary weapon. Here's the ceiling of efficiency for killing trash ads. And they can start to bring in elemental perks that, that would make you use a gun that's not Rampage Outlaw, and you use elemental damage and elemental power to keep that ceiling of efficiency maintained. Primary, secondary, and heavy is just way more logical. It's way more logical. And it's easier for them to balance. They've they've created their own intrinsic chaos. That's part of the reason that you have things like mountaintop recluse combos. It's because you just got weapons all over the freaking place. Like what? And if you want to run an elemental primary, there's almost no kinetic secondaries used. There's a handful. There's an absurd amount of elemental primaries, and there's like this teeny tiny amount of like kinetic secondaries. It's super lopsided. It's just Normac says, do you think that finishers should be allowed, but with limited heavy gains? I, this question doesn't make any sense. It's already, it's already been instituted and they've already told us what we can get. We haven't played yet. So I don't have an opinion on the limitations that should be put on finishers. You have to use half of your super to generate the heavy bricks for your team. That's already an intrinsic balancing point that we'll have to see how it plays out on the field. Surge 606. Um, what light should we start looking at putting on our armor? What light should we start looking at putting on our armor? If you mean, like, actually, when should you start infusing, that's totally up to you. Uh, maybe save your resources until you get to 900, especially if you're leveling up really fast. Bub the Chicken, what do you think of the team, the term finisher for a cinematic that kills the raid boss? I, I don't think that's necessary. Um, Doc Q, should hand cannons and shotties only be short to mid-range, making scouts more viable in long-range? The, the problem is there's not a lot of long-range engagements. If, if you make hand cannons mid-range, you just all, you just create mid-range engagements by moving your feet, and most of the engagements are mid-range. You know? That's the problem with PvE in general. There's almost no long-range engagements. Moss Monkey. Bungie's are, Bungie's selling Shadowkeep Deluxe Edition with the season pass. Do you think we are going to find out what those seasons are planned to be based on before October the 1st? Probably not, no. Before October the 1st? No. Everything's about Shadowkeep right now. Hungry Knight. With the Armor 2.0 system changing mods, do you think the Armor mods from the old raids are still going to be in the new system and just need to be unlocked again, or will they be left behind? It looks like there's going to be all new raid mods. I don't know if they're going to have, like, taken armaments and fallen armaments again. Evil the Waffler. They're nerfing exotics that give us super. Do you think they are nerfing Lunas or any other exotics? There's a lot of people that think they're going to retool Lunas. Yes, because Lunas kind of stands out as its very, very own unique exotic that nothing else in the game really does. And it completely overrides an ability on a class with Rally Barricade. Zero, then one. Do you think cross-save will cause an exodus from consoles? Do you think cross-save could help boost the player base on all platforms? New Light's going to boost the player base on all platforms. Cross-save will help PC, but not a ton, because there's still going to be a, a, like a, a swath of people that just prefer to play on console. But New Light's going to help all platforms. Cross-save and New Light will probably help bolster PC, yes. But it's not going to be this giant exodus from console. Rebel Killer. With having two finishing moves to generate heavy ammo and possibly other bricks, could this remove a reason to fl- uh, for the flag and raids? No. 
the rally flag in raid should always be there it shouldn't be a consumable don't at me i should be able to start every encounter with full super full ammo because that's how the encounters are built you should just build an encounter assuming i got everything i need let's go from jump street i why is that a consumable what the frick no i start the encounter everybody come hit the thing hit the thing okay let's start the encounter everybody's got their supers in their ammo if you remove the rally flags permanently do you know what people are going to do they're going to do what they did in king's fall which is dumb they're going to do they're going to do ammo runs and super runs which is just stupid like (laughs) just why just put the flag there all the time it doesn't need to be a consumable (laughs) it just should be there all the time down cape uh not really on subject but will forsaken come with shadow keep if i buy deluxe i actually don't know the answer to that i would look in the pricing structure like the details uh el pinto loco since shadow keep will be the base for the next year of destiny uh does the amount of content in it worry you when compared to forsaken forsaken had a new enemy faction two new worlds nine new supers four strikes four pvp maps and a partridge in a pear tree with shadow keep we'll have one world no new supers no new faction two strikes two pvp maps from d1 note that while shadow keep has armor 2.0 and the artifact forsaken gave us new weapon system new mod system random rolls and armor perks returning you also have to keep in mind that whenever they launched forsaken the analogy I've used is they were at the one yard line and they were about to get safety. They needed to literally have a hundred yard play to score a touchdown. Um, so they needed to literally run the ball a whole lot further for Forsaken to be a score. I feel like right now they only need to run the ball about 50 yards for it to be a score and a touchdown and I think they're doing that. Um... Moon gets a new faction. Yeah, you're also... Okay, new supers, sure, but that's that. you can't ask for that every time. So we have to remember you can't ask for that every time. We're getting the moon. We're getting two strikes. You're getting two PvP maps. So the comparison there is not that extreme. Four strikes. Who runs strikes anyway after milestones? Uh, PvP maps. Again, the, the PvP situation is larger than just dumping mats in, maps into it. Um... There's a new grindable activity. Yeah, there's a... I don't know. I don't think they need to run the ball as far. Completely new mode. Yeah, completely new grindable mode. Because Forsaken brought Blind Well, but Blind Well didn't seem to be as good as what we're probably going to get in the Nightmare Hunt. Bungie's also investing more in the rest of the game. Forsaken more of was more of a go over here and play. It was more of a... Yeah, go over here and play. It seems like Shadow keeps doing a little bit more of an investment in the rest of the game, which we've kind of been asking for. Uh, Arania. Off topic, but could we make a finisher? And what if I can make a finisher? What would it be? I've already kind of answered this with a couple of things, like from like you know, The Matrix. Wishwash. What do you think needs to be the rewards for harder difficulty? Just more drops, or should there be more specific gear that can only be specific to the difficulty? In your opinion, because I'm uh, I have all I'm getting is go figure in each difficulty, uh, with just another normal guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. Harder content needs to give you bigger power gains and potentially even more stats. If I'm if I'm getting gauntlets from the raid, they should probably have like if you add up all the stats and it says stat total, it has that number. That number should just be automatically higher on raid gear than like Devrim K's gear. Hundred percent. That's that's one of the one of the one of the implementations of it. 
better weapons, better rolls, better perks. Yes, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of having that conversation with people. If I run aspirational content, I should get loot that's better than what you get for running a strike. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. And if you don't like that, then you're playing like you're playing the wrong genre of game. That's the way these games work. And with the institution of adept hero and legend difficulties in strikes and and other pieces of the game i would hope there are loot benefits to that and you would feel that pull on that draw to like gear up to go up go into the harder stuff to get the better stuff if there's not a loot draw why the frick am i going to play harder content from the oh because you enjoy it that's just such a weak and paltry argument you need loot motivation to go into end game content this is a loot based game so that needs to be a significant value point from here on out Harder content and aspirational content needs to have better loot, better perks, better stats as a great baseline of motivation. Big Mouth Strike. Do you even know what the point of leveling the artifact is? The finisher heavy perk unlocks? Everyone's talking about the early unlock when it could be behind 200 hours of gameplay. I I mean, we don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody was talking like this. It could be. It could take a while, though. Uh, I want the D1 subclass format. How do you feel about this? I believe it was the illusion of choice. A lot of those perk combinations were terrible. Uh, the truth be told, if you look at the number of attunements and choices you have now, we actually have way more distinct builds per subclass. We have way more distinct perks, uh, like ways to play. So like ways to play Solar Hunter in D1. There are way more. There are way more ways for you to play Solar Hunter right now than there was in D1. There just There are. When you change your perks in D1, it didn't completely change, like, what you were doing. You didn't get, like, knife trick in a different super. That wasn't, like, a thing, you know? So, I... D1's skill trees, I think, have everybody deluded into thinking, like, oh, there was so much more freedom back then. What the frick are you talking about? Like... Right now on Nova Warlock, I can run Slow Nova, Regular Nova with Devour. I can run Nova Warp, and even within those, I can run I can run you know exotics that completely change them. In D1, it was like there was a couple of minor changes you could make to the way that the, the, the class is played, but by and large, I feel like we have way more options per character now. It, especially because there's extra supers, that adds another layer to it. That is another layer to it. You have to consider the fact that maybe they can give us new supers because they tie the supers to the attunements instead of being like, no, that's your solar super, and then you have all these options and skill bubbles. It was, I think it was just a lot of illusion of choice. Big fat bananas. Do you think finishers will be just simply added to the game, or there'll be a quest that introduces you to them? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Cruxley. With finishers using super energy and Bungie making changes to orbs and super generating exotics, are you concerned Bungie might swing too far and we have to repeat of D2 year 1 when it comes to supers? No. Everything I've seen from our build potential, from influencing our stats, to mods, to, uh, to finishing moves to the artifact, I don't feel like we're going back to year 1 at all. That's a misread of it. That's We're getting way more control and way more power choices. Commander Tyke, I see some people complaining about Bungie using old content for 40 bucks DLC. What do you say about that? Shut the frick up and go play something else, uh, if that's what people think. Arania, will you be able to still infuse armor 1.0 when Shadowkeep launches or we absolutely need to go to down. No, no, no. You'll be able to infuse it. You'll need to be able to, you'll be able to infuse it because Luke Smith, he said he envisioned people going into the raid for worlds first using armor from where we are now. He didn't envision people going in with like full decked out 2.0 armor. He envisioned people going in with like armor they have now because they already have like their builds and things that they like and they'll just be infusing that up. So you'll be able to definitely infuse that up. So 
Yeah. If you don't think Bungie should charge $40 for Shadowkeep because they're reusing old content, then again, shut the frick up and go play something else. Like, I don't care to entertain those stupid those stupid complaints and points anymore. Seriously, we'd be better off if people like that went and played another game. And I wholeheartedly and fervently mean that. So... I'm sick of having that discussion for the last five years. Go play something else. So that's the last question. Uh, we're going to transition here to other talks and other conversations. So don't go anywhere. If you're here live and you enjoyed the podcast style, the interactive radio style, click that follow button. That's a free and easy way to support me. If you're listening in other places, please like, share, and subscribe and come in and hang out with us.